0: Wait, the person's name is, um, I like milk pizza. Oh, no. Oh, um, I. Oh. Yeah, it's, um, I like pizza. <laughs> oh.
1: Oh. <laughs> I totally got that wrong. Okay, so, um, I like pizza. People's Reddit names are so funny. I'm Maya Chubkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. I'm Cynthia, and I know nothing about stuttering. And this is Proud Stutter, a podcast about changing the conversation, about stuttering, and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time.
0: I'm really excited about our episode today because we are looking at the stutter subreddit and i personally don't know reddit very well so i'm looking forward to looking through it and and seeing what the reddit culture is like cuz i was talking to a friend this weekend and apparently there's like a whole culture within reddit
1: i'm the same way i have never really been on reddit too much so this is my first deep dive into reddit as well
0: yeah i'm i'm really hoping i don't get addicted there's a subreddit for every community. So, I mean, I bet there's even a subreddit that's like a sub of Stutter. I don't know how you would say it. A sub subreddit? I have no idea. <laughs> so today we're going to take a look at some of the posts in the Stutter subreddit.
1: Woo! I'm so excited for this.
0: And we'll try to share as many interesting comments as we can. But again, I I was told that there is like specific reddit humor as well so hopefully we get the comments that are actually being posted but i do i do think that reddit is really really just awesome because it's anonymous and so i feel like reddit is where you find the most honest opinions that people have because people post the weirdest things on reddit maybe we'll see some of that today The first post that we're going to talk about, it's titled, Share Your Funnier Side of Stuttering. And it's from user Broken Freezer. (laughs) And they say, I used to have a phase when I was really enjoying a latte with coconut milk and was getting one daily. I didn't know why, but sometimes it wouldn't be warm enough. But back then, I didn't have enough confidence to go back and complain. The one time I asked again for a coconut latte and the barista advised me that it won't be very nice if they make it cold for me. Then it hit me. The whole time I was asking for a co- co- coconut latte mixed with my accent, they thought I wanted a cold
1: coconut latte. Oh my gosh, this has happened to me so many times at Starbucks where I, when I stumble on my words, they think it's like a different drink or let's say they ask for your name and I can't get my name out. I'm like, my, and then they they totally don't get my name right so i can totally relate to this have you ever gotten on your starbucks drinks mamaya no but i've gotten like really random like i got emily once that's disappointing (laughs) a lot of e words like emma and especially now with masks it's even worse because they can't read my lips There's this other one from My Stuttering Life, and he or she or they said, there was a period in my life where I chose not to speak due to my stutter and I used Post-its to communicate. I went to the bank one day to cash a check, and I wrote on a Post-it that I lost my voice and I wanted to cash a check. Well, when I handed the Post-it note to the bank teller, She pushed the silent alarm button. (laughs) There were two security guards behind me and the local police were on route. I was whisked away to the bank manager's office and explained why I did that. Mind you, the bank teller never opened the note. She just assumed I was there to rob the bank. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Wow. Jesus. Yeah, I feel like
0: you can get into a lot of communication issues when you have a stutter, like, in in very specific contexts like this.
1: Yeah, and at the time, it's probably not not funny, <laughs> but looking back, like, there's one story I heard from a friend of mine who stutters. She said someone called the ambulance on her because they thought she was having... A seizure because she kept stuttering and couldn't get her words out. oh my gosh, <laughs> so I mean that's not really funny, but it just goes to show like how extreme these situations can get when people don't understand stuttering. There' are so many comments
0: on this thread commenting and you know expressing similar situations that other people have been in um, yeah it's it's really cool actually to go through this It's nice that that people are expressing stories like this that, that make each other laugh, um, even though it's, it's all in relation to this thing that has caused them probably a lot of shame and anxiety.
1: The next one we're going to look at is around parenting. This one is from Prince Rick, and the title is Becoming a Father Soon and I'm Terrorized. And it reads, that my kid will inherit my stutter. Realistically speaking, what might be the chances my kid will not inherit this speech impairment? Is it something that will happen? Almost certainly. I haven't really thought of this too deeply just because I'm still not sure about whether or not I'm going to have children, but I do know that when I talk to parents about this topic and I talked to parents that stutter, this was one of their concerns with having children because there are studies that show that it is genetic.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the comments right now, and it's, it's a very mixed bag. Some people say that, you know, it, they know someone who inherited it or they inherited it. And then there are a bunch of people who said that they didn't. The one thing that jumped out at me is that for a lot of people who have children that stutter a lot of the conversation is around oh don't worry about it because we know how to fix it and all you have to do
1: is stop it at the beginning what do you think about that maya i think a lot of the time it's either they're gonna stop or they're not and yeah maybe it does work for some kids but i just knowing what i went through of having that pressure to be fluent at a young age I wouldn't want my kid to go through that. I would instead want them to be accepting and to surround them with other kids who also stuttered so they know that it's not something that they have to fix. And I've seen the power of kids accepting their stutter at a young age. I was watching a video of a keynote from the National Stuttering Association. And part of it was showing the students and the kids she worked with and how they spoke about their stutter in such a positive way. And these were young kids. And they were just so powerful and accepting of who they were. And that is how I'd want to be a parent if I ever had a child who stuttered.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely an interesting conversation to have because I totally understand the parent for wanting them to help them not have a stutter because that'll help them go through life easier. But I think the negative effects of that is very real, right? Like you just talked about. So it's like, how do you balance making sure that they feel proud of who they are while also helping through something that might make their life a little bit more difficult? And I think it's, it's very difficult to strike that balance. But I think there's definitely value to speech therapy, and I know that it's helped a lot of people that I know
1: personally. There are a lot of speech therapists out there that have that balanced approach where they want to help kids with their speech, but in a way that is still authentic to them, and it puts less pressure on fluency, but it's still a form of speech therapy. That's great that there's still so much innovation in that field.
0: So I think that was a good segue for this next post by Carolyn Rose93, uh, and it's called Picking Out Names for My Future Kids Based on What Letters or Sounds Give Me The Least Trouble. She says, It hurts me to know that there are some names I will never be able to use just because I'm afraid I won't be able to say them. It's not like kids are going to happen anytime in the next few years, but it's still nice to think of names. I had a dream a few weeks ago that I had a girl and named her Lenora and when I woke up, I told my boyfriend about it. He said it was a pretty name, but words that start with L are some of the hardest for me to say, and it's not even all the time. Some days are better than others, but I'm absolutely terrified of choosing a name that I'll end up not being able to say." One thing that I've already noticed in this post and the last post is the words that they use for fear. It's a very intense fear. The first person said terrorized, and this person said petrified. That's just mind-blowing to me that that fear
1: runs so deep. When I read this, it makes sense, but with my stutter, I don't tend to analyze my stutter very closely. And after reading through some of these comments, it made me realize that people are so hyper-aware of their stutter, which I totally understand. I'm not as in tune with my stuttering as others might be. Sometimes I just stumble upon a word and then I switch it last second. So I think other people might have stu- like certain words that they tend to stutter over. But for me, that might be the, the case, but I'm just not as aware of it as others.
0: Yeah, I think that has something to do with your acceptance of your stutter and the confidence that you have to talk through your stutter. And it actually seems like a lot of the people in the comments are sort of trying to empower the person who posted to um, not let their stutter take over their life. And someone says that, you know, it's, it's also picking the name that you want for your child will help you improve fluency at the end. But there's also a couple of people who are like, Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I can't do anything with Gs or Bs, which is, you know, that's, that's a huge decision for a lot of people, choosing a baby name. And having that fear of stuttering through your child's name dictate what their name should be, that really sucks to have something like that influence your decision making.
1: Yeah, it makes me realize how different everyone's stuttering is and how different people approach their stutter. Through reading these posts, I kind of see a glimpse of how other people experience their stutter too. And I think it's really important to, you know, characterize the, the different experiences. Because we all have different forms of stuttering. And we all approach it d- differently depending on how we're raised or, you know, where we live and things like that. So this next post is by... Um, milk pizza. (laughs) And they write, How is stuttering so common? Yet I've never met another person in real life with a stutter.
0: Yeah, just scrolling through the comments, pretty much every single one is saying a lot of people you don't know that they have a stutter until they tell you, or a lot of them are covert. I mean, I I think as we've talked about with you, Maya, I didn't know that you had a stutter until you told me as well.
1: Yeah. And a lot of comments are exactly that. There's one that reads, people hide it. A lot of people I've known for years have said they didn't realize I had a stutter. They use techniques, tricks, and avoidances. So you may not hear people stuttering, but you can see the people using tricks. I can relate because sometimes I interact with a a person who stutters that has a similar stutter like me where it's more covert and usually I can tell by some of the facial expressions or avoidance techniques that I use that they're trying to hide at their stutter as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really interesting distinction. Because for example, if you had a blocking kind of stutter, you could just pretend that you were thinking before you started speaking, right? Like you don't have to let them see that you're struggling to get words out. Exactly. Could you give us another example of ways that stuttering is more internal for
1: you? Another example just happened to me last week when it was my first week on my new job. And I had been talking to coworkers, and this was after I disclosed to them that I had a stutter. And I caught myself stuttering as I was having a meeting with a few of them. And I still caught myself judging myself and being so annoyed with myself that I was stuttering even though I had disclosed it with them and they didn't seem bothered by it at all and they probably didn't even notice because they you know it's not something that you always notice but for me even though I am more accepting of my stutter I still catch myself judging myself and being hard on myself for stuttering even though I'm not trying to hide it because I've already told people about it, but it's still this internal emotional shame that I still have with my stutter. Speaking of covert stutters,
0: there's a post that's titled, How are you adapting to this new normal of Zoom, Skype, or Teams? And it was posted by My Stuttering Life. The post is a picture of a laptop with a bunch of post-its that says, shine bright, have fun, you got this, just breathe, which is really, really cute. I know, Maya, you've had a year and a half, or however long it's been in this pandemic. How has it been for you in this new Zoom work
1: life with a stutter? I love it because I use the chat function all the time and when I don't feel like saying something out loud or if I'm having a particular rough patch of stuttering and I don't really feel like talking as much I always use the chat function and that served me really well during zoom and I can also relate to this comment um on the thread where they say my stutter has all but disappeared at work since i can use headphones that play loud music which stops the stutter i'm nervous when we go back into the office they're going to be like wtf can't you speak so not so much the last sentence but um playing certain music really calms me down and makes me less Puts less pressure on myself to be fluent when I have some good music to keep me company. So you'll play it in the background
0: as you're talking, and then the other person can't hear it?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, let's say I have a meeting and I kind of want to have a pump up song. So I play that pump up jam, and then I go into my meeting feeling super like in tune and in rhythm because some songs that have a really nice rhythm. It really helps me kind of sync my stuttering with a certain rhythm. And you you do this specifically so that you don't stutter. Sometimes when I am low energy, I tend to stutter more. And I think it's oh. because <laughs> I think it's because when I'm really high energy and my brain is more focused, that's when my hiding my stutter kicks in right and I like can be super sharp and really watch out when a stutter comes but when I'm less energy and when I don't have when I didn't have enough sleep the night before that's when I really try to pump myself up by putting on certain music or doing jumping jacks or something to get my energy up and if I did that in the office people would think I was nuts
0: Wow. <laughs> When did you discover that it was your energy level that really affected your stutter?
1: I think in college because I would pull all nighters and study late into the night, as one does as a college student, and I realized that my stuttering was worse when I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before, or even if there was a few nights in a row where I didn't get sleep, and even when I'm hungover, I tend to stutter more. And I think it's because my brain just isn't on high alert as it normally is. And I can't hide my stutter as easily. So it kind of makes sense that when you're hungover or when you don't get enough sleep, it kind of messes with your head a little bit.
0: I mean, that makes sense. Because, you know, when you're not on high alert, it's you, you tend to mess up most things, not just your speech. Which leads me to this next post that I think is really interesting. And it's called Stuttering on Insults by Tamarius V. And he says, I don't know if it's just me, but when I insult someone or just swearing, I don't stutter. Someone else like this? I think that's really funny because like whenever I'm trying to, to insult someone or to come back, At someone, you know, I'm in a place of really high energy and I'm trying to like to impress and I'm trying to do something really cool and display my confidence. And I feel like that is when I do some form of stutter. You know, I'm not a person who stutters, but I think in those moments, those are the moments where I trip over my own words when I'm trying to insult someone.
1: I'm the same way because I thought I was an outlier because I was reading through these comments and a lot of people said oh i'm the same way when i'm really angry that's when i'm the most clear and the most fluent because my passion just comes out and it's it's really clear but for me i stutter even more when my heart rate is up and i'm really mad at someone if i'm trying to cuss someone out and so that's why i've never really oh cuss someone out i haven't heard that phrase in a really long time <laughs> yeah Um, that's why I'm, I was so bad at insults back in the day because I always was afraid to really do an insult out loud in front of a crowd because I was afraid I would stutter and it wouldn't, wouldn't land right.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for the rest of the world, but it seems like generally, I think for people who don't stutter, those moments of passion are when we don't speak fluently. Personally is what I've seen, but it's interesting that this person says that's when they, they don't stutter and speak the most clearly. And a lot of people seem to agree. So um, I feel like that's kind of an interesting, um, an interesting quirk of seemingly a lot of people who stutter.
1: So this last one is probably my favorite one that we've looked at in the subreddit for stuttering. And it's by Griz Cariz. <laughs> another great username. <laughs> and the title of this one is "Hearing Oneself Back on Recorded Media.":
0: I feel like we can all relate to this one. I don't know one person who's like, "I love to hear my voice."
1: <laughs> and they say, "Do you all ever think that you're speaking fine?" Well, not exactly fluently, but not stuttering like a person about to be murdered, but hear yourself on played back, but are stuttering like crazy. (laughs) Whenever I experience this, I lose all confidence and self-esteem because it shows that I don't even know what I'm doing, but at the same time, heartened that people around me don't seem to care and carry on as though it's normal. I experience this today And it makes me want to work harder on my fluency. Gotta look at the positives. When I send you the initial
0: drafts of the podcast, how does it feel to hear yourself stutter?
1: The first time was so hard. I barely could get through the first recording. But as I was listening to the different drafts, and as we keep recording, and as we, you know, Keep doing our thing, Cynthia. I feel more and more comfortable hearing my own voice. And it's actually been very helpful because I'm able to be more comfortable in my own skin because there's nothing like so many people can relate, I bet that they do not like hearing themselves, whether it's on a video or whether it's a recorded phone call or anything recorded, just hearing the sound of your own voice. I, I definitely am not a fan, but now that we've done this podcast and I've had to listen to all the drafts, I feel so much more comfortable hearing myself talk. And it's really helped with my public speaking and just being more aware of how I talk. But how about your stutter? So hearing my stutter, I am totally okay with it because I know that's the whole point of this podcast.
0: Yeah, I think everyone has has trouble hearing their own voice and kind of the um the intricacies of someone's voice. So there's that vocal fry that I sometimes have where um it kind of incorporates in- itself into something like a stutter like yeah and uh you know uh you know that kind of thing that really bothers me. Um, so I think it's, I think we all have unique voices and it's just really difficult to love your own voice because I've definitely had people and I've listened to them and I, I, you know, I said, oh, I really love your voice, but I think it's, it's very difficult, if not impossible to love your own speaking voice. There's something in our brains that won't allow us to do it.
1: Yeah. And what I've also noticed about other people who stutter and myself through listening to the podcast and all the drafts is filler words are very common because they do serve a purpose in trying to hide a stutter. So that's something I've noticed in my speech that I'm trying to be more cognizant of while also accepting that it's just part of me but I think it also is it's always good to work on your speech but in a way that is not so negative and not putting so much pressure on on yourself to be fluent so I think balancing wanting to speak a certain way and with confidence versus not trying to hide my stutter so much is something that I wrestle with every single day.
0: Yeah, and I think using filler words is definitely something that a lot of people can relate to, like ums and likes. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, my aunt would pinch me every time I said um, and that definitely beat it out of me, or I guess pinched it out of me.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was helpful, but it, like, I'm glad that I didn't have any shame over it. You know, it was... I think it was short enough where I was like, oh, yep, using these filler words is a no-no. I better stop. Um, but, you know, imagine if I wasn't able to control it the, um, as, well as, I, as, as well as I did. You know, I think there would be a lot of shame attached to that. Moral of the story is that we all hate our own voices. But if you're not doing a podcast, then you don't have to listen to your voice over and over and over again.
1: And that's it for this episode. I'm Maya. And I'm Cynthia. And you've been listening to Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced by me, Maya Chupkov.
0: And edited by me, Cynthia Chin. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel
1: and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of future episodes, find us on Twitter at Proud Stutter. You can also find us at www.proudstutter.com Drop us a note or share
0: a voice memo. What's your stuttering story? What topics would you like us to cover? And what are you curious about?
1: And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you.